your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 269 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today, we're going to be concluding our series where we take a look at the best case and worst case scenarios for every Rangers that I believe will be on the opening night roster. Uh, We started this a couple of weeks ago. We've kind of spread them out over time and uh, wrapping up here. I mean, it's Wednesday as I'm recording this, but this is going to be Thursday's episode. So if you're hearing this, it means the New York Rangers are playing hockey tonight against the New York Islanders. And that's obviously an awesome, awesome thing. So we're going to get to that in just a second. But if anybody missed yesterday's episode, we actually had Marty St. Louis join the show. So that was awesome. Very cool that Marty was willing to do that. And if you haven't heard it, I definitely recommend going back and checking that show out right now. Also, a huge, huge shout out to the other Locked On hosts. All of them do just such a great job uh, with their podcast, and they all kind of help me promote this episode. And a big shout out especially to Nolan Bianchi, because Nolan, he's the host of Locked On Detroit Red Wings. We've done a crossover or two with him in the past. It's always a good time. He does a fantastic job hosting Locked On Red Wings, and also with some of the graphics and the videos that he puts together for Locked On. Uh, that video on Twitter, where we see me interviewing Marty St. Louis, and then we get a video of Marty's Mother's Day goal and a slow motion video of him picking up the puck. That was all Nolan. He put that whole thing together, edited it, did a great job with it. So Nolan, again, thanks for doing that, buddy. And uh, if we have any new listeners and you enjoyed that interview, I'd also recommend going back about 10 or so episodes we, in the past, not too long ago, also interviewed a pair of former New York Ranger defensemen in Tom Laidlaw and Jason Strudwick. With Tom, we talked about just about everything, including uh, a memorable fight that he had against the Flyers after the Flyers scored a goal against the Rangers, just a total brawl, and uh, also got into his time as a contestant on Survivor. And then for Jason Strudwick, we talked about a memorable goal that he scored near the end, the 14th round of a 15-round shootout against the Washington Capitals back in 2005. And we also talked about the time he got traded from the Islanders to the Canucks and then got into a fight with the very same player he got traded for the very next night. So definitely go back and check those out if you enjoyed the Marty St. Louis interview. But for today, yes, like I mentioned, we are going to get back into the best and worst case scenarios for the remaining players on the Rangers. We got to do both goalies and the three players who I believe will comprise the fourth line. Those are the only ones remaining. If you miss any of the previous episodes, you can go back and check them out. But before we dive into that, let's go ahead and look at the lines and defense pairings that the Rangers rolled out for practice today. I think this is going to be fairly indicative of how the Rangers line up on Thursday. And again, I say today, I mean Wednesday. This is being recorded on Wednesday. Of course, the Rangers' first game is on Thursday, which is the earliest time that anyone's going to be hearing this. But this is the lines they went to in their most recent practice as of this recording and really their final practice before the season begins. Not really any surprises, at least not when you consider the way that practices and scrimmages had been going, uh, you get the top line, Mika Zibanejad centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. That's another piece of news as well. Mika Zibanejad, good to go for opening night against the New York Islanders, so that's obviously very encouraging news. Second line, again, no surprises. Ryan Strom centering Artemi Panarin and Capo Caco. The third line, it's pretty much what it's been all throughout training camp. Philip Hedl centering Alexi Lafreniere and Julian Gauthier. And then the fourth line, uh, this is where it gets a little interesting here. You got Brett Howden centering Brennan Lemieux and Philip DiGiuseppe. 
Kevin Rooney listed as an extra forward. So given the fact that this is one day before the first game, I get the feeling that it might actually be Kevin Rooney who's the healthy scratch against the Islanders. I would have maybe about a week ago predicted that it would be Phil DiGiuseppe, but, you know, DiGiuseppe played some games for the Rangers last season, did all right for himself, and uh, looks like maybe he's earned a spot on the opening night lineup. And then as far as defense pairings go, Ryan Lindgren and Adam Fox, no reason to break the two of them up. And then Ke'Andre Miller and Jacob Truba listed as the second defense pairing. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're full steam ahead with the Ke'Andre Miller experiment here. Uh, definitely looking forward to seeing him uh, make his Ranger debut alongside Jacob Truba. And then the third pairing is actually Jack Johnson with Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo back on the right side, and Brendan Smith listed as an extra defenseman. So it looks like, at least for this first game, maybe Brendan Smith is the odd man out. I would think maybe Brendan Smith gets the second game against the Islanders, and between Johnson and Smith, you could see them kind of rotating in and out of the lineup. And whoever plays best, you know, they might claim that spot going forward. So we'll just have to keep our eye on that. And then, uh, obviously, Igor Shesterkin listed as the top goalie. He has also been announced as the starting goalie for the game against the New York Islanders, and Alex Georgiev, of course, the backup. But we got to go ahead and jump into these best-case and worst-case scenarios, and we will begin with the goalies. Igor Shesterkin. So, as we always do, we're going to start with worst-case scenario and work our way to best-case scenario. I think it's always best to kind of end this with, you know, glass half-full and feeling good about each and every one of these individual players. So, worst-case scenario for Igor Shesterkin. I would say... It's a situation where he doesn't immediately transform into the franchise goalie that we all uh, expect him to eventually become in due time. Uh, you got to remember, Igor is just 13 games into his NHL career, 12 regular season games, and then, of course, the one playoff game against the Carolina Hurricanes last season. And it's at least possible that Igor, at some point this season, endures a little bit of a rough patch, has to go through some growing pains. It is certainly feasible, uh, something that certainly cannot be ruled out when you've only played 13 career NHL games. One other worst-case scenario for Igor is that Alex Georgiev outplays him and ends up getting more starts and maybe even some playoff games if the Rangers make it to the postseason. Uh, I do not expect this to happen. I like Georgiev, but I do think that Shesterkin is the one who is widely considered to be the goalie of the future from both the franchise and also the fan base. But, you know, it is a short season. The Rangers could go with something of a high-hand approach and is it at least possible that we see some stretches where Georgiev is playing a little bit better than Shesterkin? He's just a little bit sharper than Shesterkin? It's at least possible. Again, I do think Shesterkin will be the man, but that also leads me into best-case scenarios for Igor Shesterkin. I think in a best case, Igor is a Vesna candidate and maybe even a Vesna winner. I do believe that type of upside does exist with Igor Shesterkin. I don't want to go overboard here. Again, someone who has very, very limited NHL experience, just the 13 games, but you got to remember... We're doing best-case scenarios here, and yes, last year was a very small sample size, but it was also indicative of the goalie he's been throughout his career in the KHL, the AHL, and everywhere else. This is what he does. Everywhere he goes, he plays great hockey. Very simply, he makes it very, very difficult for the opposition to score goals, and in the simplest terms, that's what you want out of a goalie. His lateral movement between the pipes is outstanding. Uh, he's got that lightning-quick glove hand that you love to see, and he just always seems very, very calm out there, and that calmness tends to kind of extend to the fan base as well. And for reference, anybody who needs a refresher on Igor's stats last season, he went 10-2 and in the 12 regular season games, had a 252 goals against average and a 932 save percentage. So he obviously showed very well for himself in a small amount of time. I think a more telling way to look at these numbers, though, is... Look at it 
as far as how many good games did he have versus how many bad games did he have. He only had one bad game in any of those 12 regular season starts, and you can even throw the playoff game in there as well. One bad game out of 13 starts. Uh, He actually had a rough outing against the New Jersey Devils of all teams. I mean, the Devils were allergic to scoring goals last season, but Igor actually gave up five goals against them on just 23 shots, was pulled out of that game. But beyond that one hiccup, uh, I think every game he played, he ranged from good to outstanding between the pipes for this team, and Ranger fans are rightfully very, very excited about Igor Sesterkin going forward. It's funny because we did our fantasy draft last night, and thanks again for everyone who participated in the draft. It was a ton of fun talking hockey with you guys while the draft was unfolding. But somebody asked me, because you got the side chat during the fantasy drafts, and they asked me who I'm most looking forward to seeing this season. And for me, it's Igor Shesterkin, because as Igor goes, the Rangers are going to go. And I just think it would be amazing if we went from a situation where we had one of the all-time greatest goalies in NHL history in Henrik Lundqvist. Like, I know he slowed down the last couple of seasons, but you guys know how good he was in his prime. We were absolutely spoiled with Henrik Lundqvist. Maybe we get to a point where we're absolutely spoiled to have Igor Shesterkin, and they were actually teammates last season. And to go from Henrik Lundqvist, who, I mean, his track record speaks for itself, to Igor Shesterkin, who has that kind of upside, can be that great of a goalie. Again, you know, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but that potential is there for Igor Shesterkin. And to go from one all-time great to somebody who could become an all-time great, man, I mean, we, we are spoiled as Ranger fans in a situation like that. And one last thing I'll say about Igor, as far as the best-case scenario is concerned, he's the Rangers' X-factor in the playoffs. And first things first, Rangers have to make the playoffs, and I do think that could and possibly will come down to the last few games of the regular season, especially when you consider how hard that division is and the fact that there's only 56 games being played. But if they get there and they squeak their way into the playoffs and everybody sees them as kind of this underdog team going up against, you know, maybe the Eastern Division winner, Igor Shesterkin We know how big goalies can be in the playoffs. We know that all it takes is a hot goalie for a team to get on a little bit of a run and maybe do some damage in the playoffs. And Igor Shesterkin, in a best-case scenario, that's exactly what's going to happen. This team will make the playoffs, and the Rangers will not be a team that anybody else wants to see simply because, wow, we're going up against Igor Shesterkin, and he's coming off of this awesome season, and this is going to be tough. So, yeah, I mean, the sky's the limit for Igor Shesterkin, and Ranger fans, you know, we just got to keep our fingers crossed that he just continues to show that he's the real deal and, uh, you know, leads this team back to the postseason. Wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? The NFL regular season has concluded, and there are some big-time playoff matchups right around the corner, and there is only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner by going on Twitter and going to at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code Locked On for your sign-up bonus. Once again, that is promo code Locked On in all caps, and you will get your sign-up bonus. Hashtag bet online. Wanted to let you guys know about Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and you want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts.
All right, so we'll get back to best case and worst case scenario in just a second here. But one other thing I wanted to talk about, meant to mention it at the top of the show, but better late than never here. Uh, the Rangers will not have a captain, or at least it certainly does not seem like they're going to have a captain at all this season. But they will have four alternate captains, as announced by David Quinn during practice. Those four alternate captains will be Chris Kreider, Mika Zibanejad, Artemi Panarin, and Jacob Truba. No surprises there. I mean, I think Kreider and Zabanjan were were pretty much locks. I know they were the two guys who have kind of been in the mix as far as the captaincy is concerned. Artemi Panarin, I mean, you guys saw what he did this past season. It makes sense to me. And, and Jacob Truba, I think you want to have at least one defenseman as well. And he's somebody that the Rangers are obviously committed to long term. And just a tough physical player. I think he'll do a great job as well. As far as other players who might have been in the running, I mean, I don't think anybody got snubbed or anything like that. You're not going to give an A to Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco so early. I mean, Ryan Strom, maybe. Maybe you can make a case for Ryan Strom. Another guy, maybe Brendan Smith, although Brendan Smith might not even be on the opening night lineup. Uh, Smith, of course, is actually one of the longer-tenured Rangers. I believe he's now the fourth-longest-tenured Ranger, which is actually pretty crazy to think about. But, you know, the other thing about Smith is he's in the last year of his contract, and it seems possible, if not probable, that he might be on his way after this season. So again, big, big congratulations to Kreider, Zibanejad, Panarin, and Truba. Uh, for my money, the four most deserving players of being alternate captains this season. But to get back to this list here, once again, going through the worst case and best case scenarios for every player on the Rangers, we're going to move to Alex Georgiev. Worst case scenario for Alex Georgiev, given that he's probably going to be the number two goalie this season, I don't think there's too many true worst case scenarios for him because even in a worst case, he's not going to fall any farther down the depth chart than number two, barring an injury or anything like that. And of course, uh, the Rangers will not be going with a three-goalie rotation this season as they did last season. So Georgiev doesn't have to worry about being a healthy scratch, it would seem. And again, all the very best to Henrik Lundqvist, still obviously uh, hoping for a speedy recovery there from the King. But again, in a worst case scenario for Georgie, uh, maybe his numbers this season turn out to be somewhat comparable to his career stats. He has played 77 career games, made 71 starts, has a record of 35, 31, and 7, a goals against average of exactly 3, a 913 save percentage, and 4 shutouts. Those numbers, and especially the goals against average, they really don't jump off the page. But to be totally fair to Alex Georgiev, I do think overall he's played better than those numbers would indicate during his three seasons with the Rangers. You got to remember, this team was rebuilding when he first made his debut, and it was only in the second half of last season that the Rangers appeared to once again be a team on the rise. And this kind of leads me into a best-case scenario for Georgiev because in a best-case, he's going to have what is by far the best season of his career. He's going to take advantage of playing on the best Ranger team that he's been a part of since he made his debut back in 2017-2018 and just becomes a very reliable goalie for the New York Rangers. And also, in a best-case scenario for Georgie, he pushes Igor Shesterkin for the starting job. You know, on this podcast, anybody who's been listening, you guys know I've kind of been hypothesizing that at the beginning of the season, we're going to see a fairly even time split between Igor Shesterkin and Alex Georgiev. And then I think as the season goes on, the playoff race intensifies. These games become more and more important down the stretch. I think we might see more and more of Igor Shesterkin. I think there might be some separation there. Georgiev will still get some starts, but maybe it's a situation where it's two-thirds Igor Shesterkin, one-third Alex Georgiev by the time we get to the stretch run. I could see something like that. But that is not to say it's impossible that Georgiev catches fire for this team at the right time, puts a nice winning streak together, emerges as David Quinn's choice toward the end of the regular season. I Again, if you're asking me straight up, I don't think it shakes out that way. But is it a possibility in a best-case scenario for Alex Georgiev? Absolutely it is. This isn't a situation like when Henrik Lundqvist was in his prime and somebody like Marty Biron was the backup and we knew for sure, okay, the Rangers are going to go with 
Henrik Lundqvist in crunch time. That's nothing against Marty Biron. I actually really like Marty Biron, but you get the idea. Henrik Lundqvist was the man back then, and now, you know, playing time is up for grabs, and the biggest factor is going to be how each of these guys play. They will dictate how many games they each start by how they play, Igor Shosturkin and Alex Georgiev. And also, I'll throw out one more thing in a best-case scenario for Alex Georgiev. In a best-case scenario, we already know that Igor Shosturkin is starting opening night against the Islanders. In a best-case, Alex Georgiev doesn't have to wait too long to get onto the ice, and he starts the second game also against the Islanders on Saturday. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The NHL regular season starts tonight, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Locked On NHL. Local experts each bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I figure we can wrap up today by going through the fourth line, or at least what it certainly looks like is going to be the fourth line for the Rangers on opening night. And uh, for the other lines... While we've been doing this exercise throughout the offseason here, we've been going from left wing to right wing. Let's just shake it up a little bit. Let's go from right wing to left wing. So we'll start with Philip DiGiuseppe. I think in a worst-case scenario for DiGiuseppe, he's a healthy scratch more often than not. You know, he only did get 20 games with the Rangers last season. Uh, the Rangers have 13 forwards currently on their roster, and somebody's got to be the odd man out. We could be looking at a little bit of a rotation between uh, Philip DiGiuseppe and Kevin Rooney. Maybe there are nights where somebody like Gautier is out of the lineup or maybe even somebody like Howden or Brennan Lemieux. But honestly, I'm not really that keen on pulling any of those guys out of the lineup. So I think early in the season, it probably comes down to Rooney versus Philip DiGiuseppe for that last spot, night in and night out. And in a worst case for Philip DiGiuseppe, he's outplayed by Rooney, ends up spending a lot of games uh, watching from the press box this season. And again, we'll have to wait and see there. It looks like it could be a little bit of a rotation to start the season. And whichever guy plays best, whichever guy gives the Rangers the best chance to win, he's probably going to see the bulk of playing time. And unfortunately, you know, it's just a numbers game. Somebody else is going to have to be watching from the press box. But in a best-case scenario, uh, DiGiuseppe continues to serve as kind of a utility man for the Rangers. Somebody who can play both wings can move up and down the lineup. If the Rangers have a wing who has to miss a game or two with an injury, Philip DiGiuseppe can continue to be that guy who the Rangers feel comfortable plugging into any given line up and down the lineup. It's an important role because, ideally, you don't, want to feel like you're forced to completely reimagine your line combinations and flip the roster upside down and break up all these lines every single time somebody has to miss a game with an injury. And Philip DiGiuseppe definitely helps in that department. We saw it last season. You know, there were there was a time last season 
where Chris Kreider had to miss a couple of games. And they put Di Giuseppe on the first line alongside Mika Zibanejad and Pavel Buchnevich. So the Rangers are comfortable doing that. They're comfortable moving him up and down the lineup and giving him different line mates. And as we said, you know, there could be nights where he's a healthy scratch. There could also be nights where he's on the Ranger top line. And that's not as crazy as it sounds because, again, we saw it last season. So, yeah, you know, I, Philip Di Giuseppe, I don't think he suddenly morphs into an offensive juggernaut or anything like that. Uh, his best offensive season came in 2015-2016 with the Carolina Hurricanes. He had seven goals and 10 assists in 41 games that year, uh, both career highs. And then last year, scored one goal and three assists in 20 games with the Rangers. So, again, you know, he's somebody who's strong on the forecheck. I think the effort is there from Philip DiGiuseppe night in and night out. And in a best-case scenario, uh, he's active more often than not for the New York Rangers, and he carves out himself a, a nice little role on the fourth line there. And, again, serves as that very valuable kind of utility player, that swingman who can move up and down the lineup and— uh, play either wing on pretty much any line. Let's move on to Brett Howden at center. And I think of everyone who's kind of in the mix for playing time on the fourth line, Brett Howden is the one with the highest ceiling of the group. And I think after all these practices, all these scrimmages, Howden's stock is at least slightly on the rise because Mika Zibanejad was obviously absent for a good chunk of the training camp here. He was dealing with a bout of COVID, but the guy who stepped in in his place on the top line for the New York Rangers was Brett Howden. He was centering Chris Kreider and Pavel Buchnevich. But I would say in a worst-case scenario, Brett Howden is just kind of a fourth-liner at this point, kind of gets lost on the shuffle, sort of becomes the forgotten man for the Rangers. Uh, the Rangers have given him some chances over the last couple of seasons. We could debate, you know, has he ever had really a golden opportunity as far as being a top six or at least a top nine player. That's up for debate, but, you know, he's played a lot of games and hasn't really produced, at least in the point department. Um, I think in a worst-case scenario, and again, I, I don't think this is going to happen, but it's at least possible in a worst-case scenario is that Brett Howden, at times this season, could even be a healthy scratch. There's obviously some competition for playing time. Uh, the Rangers are in a much better spot this season than they were last season when they were just, you know, seemingly trying to find guys to fill out this roster. And Howden, you know, this is another reason why I don't think it's going to happen. Just the fact that he played all 70 games last season, I think Coach Quinn seems to like him. He seems to do pretty well on the penalty kill. There is still some upside, and I think all of that should be enough to keep Brett Howden in the lineup. But is it at least possible that Howden is a healthy scratch at some point this season in a worst-case scenario? I would have to say yes, even though I do think it's unlikely. And then in a best-case scenario, Brett Howden finds his game a little bit, becomes a more consistent player. Uh, you got to remember, when it comes to Howden, he is just 22 years old. Former first-round pick of the Tampa Bay Lightning, went number 27 overall back in 2016. The book has not been written on Brett Howden. It hasn't been written on any NHL player when you're only 22 years old. He can still find his game at the NHL level and uh, go on to have a really nice career for himself. And in a best-case scenario... Maybe he exceeds expectations on the fourth line. Maybe he generates even a little bit of offense on the fourth line. Or maybe the Rangers, there's a point this season where they feel like they just need a shakeup and they just kind of shuffle the lines a little bit. He moves up the depth chart, centers the second or third line in place of either uh, Ryan Strom or Philip Hedl. And uh, this one, I'll, I'll throw out one more hypothetical here. It's a little bit more out there, but maybe he gets a chance on the top line in place of Pavel Buchnevich on the right wing. I really hope that one does not happen because it would probably suggest that Buchnevich is struggling a little bit, and I'm looking for something of a breakout season from Pavel Buchnevich. But crazier things have definitely happened. Uh, again, the Rangers, this is what they do. If you play well enough and you your play dictates that you deserve a bigger role, they will act on it and you will be rewarded for strong play. I think also, in a best-case scenario, Brett Howden 
sets new career highs as far as points are concerned. Last year, he had a career high nine goals. He also had 10 assists. The season before that, Howden had six goals and 17 assists. So can he eclipse nine goals and 17 assists in 56 games? It might be tough. Again, it is an abbreviated season, but it is possible. And even if he does not do that, he could end up in a spot where he sets career highs, not necessarily in total points, but in points per game. Because again, the truncated season, it's going to be hard to catch your career highs no matter who you are. There's 26 fewer games in which to accomplish that. But the other thing that Brett Howden has working in his favor is the fact that he can play the wing. You know, we talked about that just a second ago, but a little versatility, it never hurt anyone's cause. So maybe if there's an opening in the top six due to injury or underperformance of some kind, maybe sooner or later he gets a chance there because think about it. You know, they had him centering the top line and I realize part of that is they don't want to mess with the entire lineup and, and move everybody up one spot and have the lines all out of whack. So maybe by default, Brett Howden got that chance, but they're not just going to throw any schmo into the top line. I mean, they had to have at least believed that Brett Howden could handle himself up there. And by all accounts, he showed very well for himself in the practices and in the scrimmages. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Brett Howden here in year three with the New York Rangers. But yeah, I mean, I think that upside still does exist, even though, you know, Ranger fans have been down on him a little bit. I think, you know, he does still have at least some potential and he could be somebody that the Rangers call on if there's an injury at or near the top of the lineup or there's underperformance from somebody at or near the top of the lineup. Brett Howden, kind of like Philip DiGiuseppe, but it's different because with Brett Howden, they'd be looking for offensive production, not so much with Phil DiGiuseppe, but he could be a little bit of a swingman on this team as well. A little bit of a utility player, somebody who they would be comfortable moving up and down the lineup if the occasion calls for it. And that brings us over to the left wing to Brendan Lemieux. And I feel like Lemieux, we know exactly what we're getting. His ceiling and his floor might be closer together than just about any player on the New York Rangers. And I do not mean that as an insult. I mean that as a compliment. He's just a player who is going to give you pretty much exactly what you expect. But I suppose in a worst case scenario, something that kind of popped into my head here was he gets a suspension at some point. And, you know, the league is not going to go easy on Brandon Lemieux after they gave him a suspension last year to carry into games one and two of the Rangers playoff series against the Hurricanes. And you don't want this to become a thing, you know, you where he's constantly under the league's microscope dealing out questionable hits. The Rangers need Brian Lemieux. He plays an important role. He can set a tone. He can bring the physicality. And something was definitely missing when the Rangers did not have him for games one and two against Carolina. Now, the same can also be said of Jesper Faust, but Lemieux is the guy that's going to go out there and stir it up and try and get inside the heads of his opponents, play the mental game a little bit. You know, he came back for Game 3 against the Hurricanes, and what does he do? He immediately draws a penalty after the whistle in Game 3 to put the Rangers on the power play. He just drives his opponents crazy, and that's going to lead nicely into the best-case scenario for Brandon Lemieux. It's that Brandon Lemieux just continues to do Brandon Lemieux things, continues to be a thorn in the side of every team the Rangers play, continues to be more than willing to put his body on the line to help the Rangers win games. I talked about before, you had that big four-goal comeback against the Montreal Canadiens in Montreal last season. He scored two goals in that game, took an absolute beating. He had gotten into a fight with Tom Wilson a couple days before, and by the end of that game, he basically looked like Rocky Balboa. I mean, he had the fedora on, he had the towel, you know, draped over his, his shoulders, and, you know, his face is all cut up and bruised and everything else, uh, but just a really gutsy performance there. He, in a best-case scenario, just continues to be that guy, continues to dish out hits. He had 164 hits in just 59 games last season. That was second on the team, only to Jacob Truba, so he obviously led Ranger forwards as far as most hits is concerned. Maybe at some point, Brian Lemieux even moves up the lineup. I mean, I see him as kind of a prototypical fourth liner, but it's at least possible that he could move up at some point. If he does move up, then either Kreider, Panarin, or Lafreniere would probably be changing positions because he's not jumping ahead of any of those guys. But 
the other thing, maybe Brian Lemieux himself could change positions. The right wing is a little bit thinner for the Rangers than the left wing, so maybe he at some point is on the third line at the right wing. It's at least possible. I think something else that's possible is he sets a new career high in point totals. He accomplished that exact feat last season when he had 18 points. That was six goals and 12 assists. Again, it may not happen in a short season, but maybe it's similar to Howden where he could set a new career best as far as points per game is concerned. And I think also in a best-case scenario, Lemieux is going to log valuable minutes on both the power play and the penalty kill unit. There's no way to know this for sure, but it's always nice to have guys who can contribute to both of these units. And Lemieux might be able to do that this season. We'll just have to see how they line up on Thursday against the New York Islanders. But that's going to do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you to everybody who participated in our Locked On New York Rangers fantasy draft. We had 20 people. Definitely an interesting draft. Somehow we got it done in less than two hours. I, I don't know how that happened, but uh, good that people didn't have to stay up all night. And don't worry, I'm not going to be one of those people that comes on here and does nothing but talk about their fantasy team. But since the draft just happened, I will at least share a couple guys that I have on my team. Uh, you got Artemi Panarin. I wound up with the number two overall pick. Nathan McKinnon went number one. I had to take Artemi Panarin. I mean, you know, I do host a Ranger podcast. And also just the fact that I think center seemed to be a... a deeper position than left wing. It just felt that way to me looking at the players available. So, you know, I thought about Connor McDavid, thought about Leon Draisaitl, but ultimately, uh, you got to go with the bread man, Artemi Panarin. And then later in the draft, the only other Ranger I got was actually Keandre Miller. And, I mean, we'll see what happens with Keandre, but I think it's a risk worth taking, especially when you consider it looks like he's going to be in a top four role with the Rangers. You know, you get into the 13th round of a 20-team league, you're basically just throwing darts, trying to find people with upside. So that's why I took Keandre Miller. And then uh, a couple of former Rangers as well. Got Neil Pionk. He's probably the best defenseman on my team. And then I also picked up Cam Talbot, who will probably be my backup to Jordan Bennington. But like I said, I'm not going to come on here and talk about you know, my fantasy team night in and night out. But it should be a lot of fun. I'm a big fan of fantasy sports, and it's obviously really cool to get to play with some of you guys uh, this season. But that will do it for today, guys. Enjoy the game tonight. I absolutely cannot wait for 7 p.m. for this puck to drop. Let's go, Rangers. Let's start the season with a win. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Let's go, Rangers!